Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction and fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre and movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week, on the podcast... It's Carly's pick. The Guernsey Literary Pie... No. The Jake Gyllenhaal Potato Monster. <laughs> no, we did that movie uh, already. The Jake Gyllenhaal Potato Monster? Yes. I don't remember that one at all. That was my pick. That was the Guernsey thing, right? I think yes. I must have ate it. <laughs> I don't know. We are doing 2014's What We Did on Our Holiday. Oh. I was which is to. a BBC movie that was not widely released. <laughs> I never heard of it till I found it for free on both Amazon and um, Vudu. Oh, Amazon. I was like, I don't know what I was trying to say. We watched it on Amazon, and it was one of those IMDb TV movies, so we had to watch commercials. Yeah. Because we watch it downstairs, and we don't have the voodoo downstairs. We only have it upstairs. It well, if we do, was with ads, too. So yeah. either way, you would have had commercials. It's okay. It was worth it. Or was it? It wasn't, because the Liberty Mutual commercial... Liberty, 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 Liberty. It's so annoying. I will never, ever, ever patronize Liberty Mutual after that commercial. Well, I don't know how to quite tell you this, but they got the best deal. I <laughs> fucking don't care. Because we are currently in the market. sweeping company... With oh, the, the step, step in time. In time. Oh my god, step I hate time. their step jingle. Time. <laughs> I love the step in time jingle. Which one I like the three, We have a chimney that we could use inspection. In I'm not calling that. We have commercials now in our no, podcast. but no, we really don't. They're not paying us for this. Stuff. I gotta tell you, I prefer I prefer Chantel Ray's uh, commercial over. If it has Chris to Weaver. sell, call <laughs> Chantel. Chantel Ray. Hey, Oh man, I like her commercial better than the. She Chris owes Weaver me five bucks now, or like a cup of coffee or something. This week is our podcast is not sponsored by local real estate. Yeah. It's not sponsored by any of these local companies. But uh, you guys should know that I, I just remember this. I was in the office the other day, and we were talking about you know words you need to come back, and I said tallywhacker. You need to use tallywhacker more. And, and nobody knew what it? that was. No, but you know they got it. What about hibbity dibbity You can't give everything at once. Uh, you got to spread it out. And so I was like, tallywhacker, start using it, you know, just randomly. And Ooh. people were very receptive. Nice. Yeah. So, more tallywhacker. All right. <laughs> okay, so this movie was written and directed by Andy Hamilton and Guy Jenkin, who seem to be a writing and directing duo. They work together often, and they work together to write and direct a show called Outnumbered. Which many reviewers thought this movie was very similar to. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Was it a TV show? <laughs> yeah. In England, I'm assuming. Or in the UK. I wonder if you can find that streaming somewhere because I would be interested in watching that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. We are starring David Tennant. Welcome back to the podcast. I said that to Tony. He's a welcome back to the podcast. And Tony said, from what? <laughs> 
You do this to me every time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Every episode, she's like, was Johnny Depp in one of our episodes? Yes. I was like, yes, 90 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rourke was on our podcast? Yes. And I was like, it's like one For of your favorite, <laughs> well, it's the remake of one of I Tony's favorite one. movies of all time. She's got to jump on my shit. Yes, I do. Well, and tell the listeners what episode. It was the Fright Night remake. Yes. Mm. And Good, because I could not remember. <laughs> I'm like, she's giving you all this shit, and I'm like, yeah, say it, say it. <laughs> it's like, is it American Bar from London? We'll, we'll just have to redo Fright Night again, and you'll see. How many versions of Fright Night do we have to do, really? Well, oh, three. Oh, come on. The remake is really great. Image and Poots. Image and Poots. And well, Although I thought she was terrible in that. I think she was my favorite character. Because <laughs> you don't um, cross the poops. No. We also have Rosamund Pike, who we know from Gone Girl, and she was Jane in the Pride and Prejudice movie with Keira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Which I really like, and Carly doesn't. Yep. We have Billy Connolly from the Boondock Saints, and I'm sure you guys have seen him in... Yep, I've seen both of them. Mm-hmm. He's apparently not doing very well. So. No, he mm-hmm. was diagnosed with Parkinson's and early stage, some kind of cancer, I can't remember, prostate cancer, yeah. right before they started filming this movie. He just didn't tell anybody until they were done. He was mm-hmm. on a show, he was a replacement in the show called Head of the Class. I remember that. And I really liked the show Head of the Class, and then that original teacher left, and he came in, and I just didn't like it as much. Mm. Hmm. And I always remember him, because he would come in, and every day go, Good morning, geniuses! And they would say, Good morning, Billy. I don't know why I'm telling you that. I don't either. <laughs> I remember Head of the Class, but I don't remember them replacing the teacher, so I guess I only watched early seasons. <laughs> you know who else was on that show? No. Mike Tyson's ex-wife. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, Robin Gibbons. Well, in this movie... The three kids that David Tennant and Rosamund Pike have are Amelia Jones. She's Lottie, the oldest. She was in a movie called Brimstone and in a show called Lock and Key. All three of these kids are still steadily acting in mm-hmm. like BBC productions and things like that. Harriet, oh no, wait, Bobby Smallbr- Smaldridge was Mickey, and he was in a show called White Gold. I thought he was familiar, but I have not seen him in anything else. When's the last time we watched an episode of White Gold? And Harriet Turnbull has... uh, Is that cocaine? She was in something called Radioactive, but this was her first role, the youngest daughter, and she's been acting ever since. She didn't retire? No. (laughs) But sometimes I do movies with kids, and I was like, that's the only thing they ever did. Yeah, sometimes her parents let them do one movie, and then they were like, nope. Yep. And we have Ben Miller plays Gavin. He's a comedic actor who was in the Johnny English movies. Um, Amelia Bullmore plays Margaret. She's in the new HBO show Gentleman Jack. That people really seem to like. The guy who played Kenneth, this was his only acting role. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what his name was. And I wrote a special mention for Celia Emery, who's a welcome back to the podcast. I think she was my least favorite character in the Highlander movie. Mm. She oh, played she was the, the first Connor's first woman, the one that said wife. bring him back in one piece, and they said we know one yeah. piece, and then she was like, burn him, burn him. She's in, he's in league with Lucifer. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck well, her. Who wants to live forever? She plays the police inspector, Tony. intervention lady. Well, oh yeah. Why hate her now? <laughs> so we have a seventy-three percent tomato meter score and a six point nine on IMDb. And this is a BBC movie, so the money is kind of... Mystery. Yeah. Mystery. In pounds. I saw that <laughs> it looked like it had around a thirty or $3,500,000 budget. 
And the original box office information I saw was 2,662,000, but then I saw on IMDb it said worldwide it was 10,700,000. So maybe are very different numbers. Money back, I guess. Yeah, there's it's yeah, who It depends knows? how that works out. Like <laughs> when they do them like that, sometimes they just buy it. Like they made it for three like, "All right, we'll give you we'll give you four. Yeah. Like maybe IMDb they, said, I'll release it for... Like the makers may not have made that much money, but the BBC may have made and then later, all the monies. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't it's know one of life's works. mysteries. Either way, in the grand scheme of things, even if it was $10 million, that's still not a whole, whole lot. Well, it is if you budget was free. <laughs> if that's an accurate It budget. was also released on the BBC, and not many Americans watch the BBC. Yeah. You don't watch the BBC? I would if we had How it. How do you watch Downtown Abbey? We watch it on PBS, I think. Yeah, it's on PBS. A lot of the BBC shows are on PBS because right. PBS is rad. <laughs> Bob Ross. But I don't have that channel either. Okay. All right. I have two reviews. PM. Give it four stars. The Prime Minister. <laughs> Maybe. From the team behind Drop the Dead Monkey. Might be the Prime Mer- Merlinian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This had to be not. a well-written, easy watch, right? Well, yes, actually it was. There was an element of the annoyingly ridiculous toward the end that most British comedies have, but otherwise a wonderful cast pulls off a beautifully crafted piece of entertainment. Prime Merlinian. <laughs> On the other hand, Simon A. gave it two stars and said, Contrived and all a bit weird. Not <laughs> as I expected. That Me neither, it. man. <laughs> And what did you think going in, John? I thought absolutely nothing. It's like, I've never heard of this. You told us not to look anything up. <laughs> so don't look that anything up. That was more for her than Just you. watch it. It's like, all right, well, I've never heard of this. I, so watched, I, I don't even know who was in it. I watched the preview before I watched it, and then watched it and was like, that's not what I thought this movie was going to be about. So I thought, okay. What did you think, Tony? I was like, I can watch this. I, I, I like Billy Connolly. I like Rosamund Pike. And I like... Um, Tenet. Tenet. So. Oh, yeah. You also like Imogen Poots, but that's not really... No, she's not in it. No. Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot cooler if she was. Yeah. What about you, Elaine? I was very intrigued. <laughs> I was told not... As you heard at the end of the last episode, I was told not to read anything about it and just go in cold. And I was very intrigued <laughs> from Jump. I was like, I hope this means it's going to be really good. The I hope this made doesn't it fell mean... off a little as you went. But... No, I hope, it, I mean, like, it could have gone either way. It could be Guernsey Literary and Potato High Society. Or it could have been like Timer. Like, it really could have gone either way. So I was very intrigued. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's start. Okay. And so it begins. <laughs> In the beginning, a man is fishing. In Scotland. It's very picturesque. It's beautiful. Yeah. Our closed captions was like, fishing real worrying. <laughs> Carly's doing hand movements. It's great. We pan to a cliff and close up until it becomes a rock being rolled down the hall in a very loud, rambunctious household. Yeah. A little boy, Mickey, is watching a Viking funeral taking place on the TV. At first, I thought he was watching the 13th Warrior. I was so excited, but it was not. I did mean to try to figure out, like, there wasn't really any trivia on this movie, but I was like, I wonder if it's in the trivia what he's watching. Because at first I was like, oh my god, is he watching the 13th Warrior? No. She's like, that's why Carly didn't want me to... No, it's just the Viking funeral stuff that I thought Elaine would think was funny. I said, oh look, it's Elaine's favorite tertiary object. (laughs) (laughs) 
His parents holler and try to hurry the kids up. They have got to go. Scottish granddad is waiting for them. Little girl Jessie has filled her bag with rocks. Because she can't sleep without them. They're quite heavy. They're her friends. Mm -hmm. And she kills giants. (laughs) This made me laugh. It was... They're talking about the rocks like they're actual people because they're her friends. Uh And it just made me think of Monty Python and that song, Eric the... (laughs) Buying the fish license and then Eric the half a bee. And I just... I'm like giggling the whole time. (laughs) The car alarm goes off for no apparent reason. Mom gets out her keys and trips over a bag. Mickey grabs his sword and some toys, yells, For Odin! And runs downstairs. The man fishing his phone rings. He curses it, throws a blanket over it, and continues fishing. An ostrich runs by. (laughs) An ostrich runs by. (laughs) That happens like seven times. Back to the house. He says the stones have to stay home. And she says, fine, I'll hold my breath. And he relents and then talks to mom. He's like, so her friends are stones now. (laughs) Have you talked to anyone? She's like, what, like a geologist? (laughs) Which I thought was awesome. And he says, it's abnormal behavior. And she's like, really, you think? (laughs) Why would she be acting abnormally? And they're about to get into an argument, but they're interrupted by the eldest child, Lottie, who wants a list of the lies she needs to keep track of during this family vacation. And Mom's like, it's really very simple. It's Granddad's birthday. He's been sick, so we don't want to upset him. So don't say anything that'll upset him. And then they can't find the house keys. Because this family is a mess. Yes. M-E-S. <laughs> yes. Mom's like, do you have yours? Dad says, I gave it back to you, remember? And uh, looks like they're going to fight again. The kids are in the car. Don't start. Don't start. And somebody may have hidden the keys. Dad goes to the neighbor's house, gets the key. No, no. Well, <laughs> he goes to the neighbor's house, and he says he knocks on the door, and she opens it, and he says, uh, she, "You know, what is the wife's name?" Abby. Abby. He's like Abby misplaced the keys. We just want to lock up the door. Can I borrow the key? And she won't give it to him. She doesn't say anything. She just like gives him a stare down and won't give it to him until Abby comes over and gives the nod that it's okay, which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Well, she's being a good neighbor. Yeah. She's like State Farm. <laughs> Jesus. Can we Jake. stop giving shout outs to companies? <laughs> well, she sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy. <laughs> My sister called me yesterday and Tony goes, who is he? What is he? I said, Jessica. He goes, he, or, or, he made a joke like that. And I said, he sounds weird. <laughs> All right. So the neighbor's not going to give him the key. Mom's trying to buckle Jessie, the youngest daughter, in the car. And she's like, maybe Norman. And she's like, that's not. Whatever. She has the wrong stone's name. They're Norman and Eric. That's and Bill. He's, she's like, Eric. he's a breeze block. He doesn't have arms. He doesn't need to be buckled in. And Mickey's like, I think the rocks do need to be buckled in. Because if we hit something, it's going to go through your head. Or the driver. Uh, so great. <laughs> Mickey reminded me a lot of my nephew. I like He cracked me up the whole time. Mickey was hilarious. <laughs> hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Oh, so... They're driving all the way to Scotland together. That's when the neighbor does talk to him. He's like, yep. And they're off. 
And mom cannot believe they told that he told the family that they would be there tonight. They're in London, and they're going to the Scottish Highlands, which I looked takes minimum over nine hours of driving. It's That's not cool. like they started at 6 a.m. I don't no. know what time it is. It looks like they left at <laughs> noon. <laughs> so good. you're assuming, like, you got three kids. Yeah, but they got stuck in gridlock. So super amounts of traffic. Are you not stopping for at least an hour of pee breaks and food breaks? <laughs> now you push through that shit. My dad would have pushed through. However, my parents wouldn't have been fighting the whole time. So <laughs> we also would have pushed through. But. But when I was a kid, road trips, my dad got us all in the car. Like, he would carry us to the car at 3.30 in the morning and drive the first four hours while we all slept. (laughs) When when our kids were little, we would do the long car trips overnight. We would leave at, like, midnight and drive Mm. all night long while the kids slept in the car. And that's good because you don't have as much traffic anyway. All right. He's like, look, we'll be there tonight. We just have to share the drive and we'll make it happen. They bicker a lot. Lottie asks them not to argue. They're not arguing. They're discussing. And she says, it always starts with discussing. It ends with screaming and shouting. And Jesse says, and then the policemen come. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a misunderstanding. Sometimes when grown-ups discuss things very loudly, people get the wrong idea. You got to play with this taser. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get he didn't to play with it. <laughs> Daddy, does electricity hurt? <laughs> Yes. Mickey <laughs> stole the taser and tased his dad. Uh, they stopped to pee, and we get a little exposition about the state of mom and dad's marriage. Jesse asks mom if this holiday means that daddy's going to come back and live with them again. And she's like, no, that's never going to happen. Because <laughs> she has a Wallace. But we love you very much. Dad's having a conversation with Mickey in the men's room. We cut back and forth, and we get a little, um, you know... They're basically saying the same thing. Yeah. But completely differently. They're blaming each other. Yeah. Like you do, you know. It's all your mother's yeah. fault. It's all your father's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird because they were being so circum. Circum. Cision. No, circumventive, I guess, about <laughs> what had happened. That for no, about two thirds of the movie, I thought she was the one that cheated. <laughs> <laughs> but it was him. Well, she's got a Wallace. Well, now she's dating, but she wasn't when they were still together. All right. So anyway, now they have lawyers and they're just getting madder and madder at each other. But they don't call them lawyers, really. They, they call them solicitors. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're not soliciting shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're soliciting your money. I don't think that means the same thing here as it does there. Probably not. <laughs> and you know, you think about it. That's the dumbest thing ever. You have to pay somebody all this money to fight for your stuff. And they're going to charge you more than your stuff is worth. And then most of the time they make it so that you fight with your spouse more right. so that they can charge you for more. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Lawyers are terrible. <laughs> they are. Back to the fishing. They're the only ones who have to swear to tell the truth. Do you believe that? <laughs> you ever notice that? You're in court. Everybody raise your right hand except for the fucking lawyers. It's like, um, hello. Aren't they the ones, <laughs> the, the fuckers who are doing most of the talking don't have to swear to tell the truth? Suspect. <laughs> Like in the jazz triangle profession, let me tell you, we always have to tell the truth. <laughs> I feel like I've gone on a tangent. Yeah. I feel like the it's really weird because the way you said that suspect made me think of um, Jay. Jay? From Silent Jay and Bob. Silent Bob. <laughs> oh my God! I was just like being weird, but I was right. 
It was so weird. Snooch to the motherfucking nooch. I don't know why. <laughs> Just your mannerisms or your tone of voice or something. Smoking weed. <laughs> all you motherfuckers are going to pay. They're going to make oh, you I eat still haven't, shit. Oh, why haven't I done Jan Silent Bob Strikes Back? You love it. Because it's terrible. <laughs> all right. So. You love that movie. Back to the fishing. The I man. I still haven't seen the new one because they're only doing it when you have to I know. Like, it's it's terrible. It's like, you know what? You're killing yourself here. Yeah. The fishing man is their granddad. Scottish sick granddad. He didn't answer his phone, so his other son, Gavin, and his wife, Margaret... Well, stick it up his arse. ...bring his medicine to the water's edge. I swam. He isn't interested, but he is very excited about something, and Gavin's like, with his heart, he should not be this excited. What is so excited about fishing? Somehow he's watching a horse race on TV in the boat. And I'm yeah. thinking, does he have a power cable run to it or is it like hooked up to some kind of battery? I don't know. Because it's like an old rabbit ear television. Those don't just run on nothing. <laughs> Maybe it's they battery operated. Those Maybe are not. Maybe he had like they had portable a car battery television. or something, right? <laughs> he had a, some sort of setup. Yeah. But I think you're talking out of your arse on that one. <laughs> Our family is stuck in traffic. They've only made it to Watford, which is about an Watford. hour away from Central London. <laughs> kind of like Radio Watford? I think it might be. Do they have Uncle Billy on? I love that movie. No, but It's Gav- almost time for that movie again. Uncle Billy <laughs> isn't on, but Gavin does. But who's on the phone? Gavin. That's coming to the Nero. Mm-hmm. BT dubs. Really? Is it? Are you going to feel it in your fingers? you going to feel it in your toes? Huh? <laughs> you going to feel it in your toes? All is right. it all around you? Can you feel it? Yes. Christmas. <laughs> it is all around me. It's literally permeating my existence at this point. Oh, it is yeah. on your shirt right now. Elaine works retail. <laughs> Elaine is deep, deep in retail hell, and it will only get worse. Elaine's going to get crankier and crankier. <laughs> Sorry, Friends, listener. you're going to listen. You're going to be like, wow, she sounds angry. It wasn't me this time. <laughs> it the usually whole month is, of but December. Not why does she have to get in fights every episode? <laughs> it's, it, it's not me. She hates everything. <laughs> so, Elaine, how do you feel about this air? Fuck air! <laughs> well, customers breathe it. Jessie wakes her dad up and is informed that it is rude to wake somebody when they're sleeping. But dad's dismayed by the traffic and then his brother calls. Uh, but first, mom's phone answer- rings and dad picks it up. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Like, I'll answer Tony's phone. You but do? I will. Don't. I have. When what, Will calls. Don't answer my phone. What if Wallace Or Ben calls. I you don't know I answer me. the phone. Their name is on the screen. I put, I put fake <laughs> names on there to throw you off. Oh. I, <laughs> I don't work. know that I've ever really answered your phone. No, I don't ever answer her phone. As a matter of fact, if it's a ring, I'll look at it and be like, huh. Your phone's ringing. Tony does <laughs> right. that. I, do I will bring Carly. John his phone in the bathroom and be like, so-and-so is on the phone for you, but not answer it. Tony will be like, your sister's calling. I'm like, just answer it. I'll be there in a second. No, I have to miss the call and call them back every time. <laughs> but I answer Tony's phone. But I wouldn't if we, like, broke up and I was near him. I'd be like, your phone is ringing. <laughs> oh, if you had a Wallace? Yeah, I wouldn't answer your phone then. Actually, no, then I would, yeah. But then Gavin calls him, and she's like, tell him we won't make it tonight. Tell him we won't make it tonight. And he's like, oh, we'll be there tonight. Just a little, <laughs> just a little late. Yeah. Just, just a bit late. Uh, and she is not thrilled with that. GPS tells them to turn right, but they can't do that because there there's no, no right. right turn. I hate when that deep. Mickey wants Dude. to change the voice of the GPS to a different language. 
Like uh, Chad. Like two things. <laughs> two things. One, I hate when GPS does it. Like make a left. Like there yeah. is no fucking left. And two, I want my GPS to be Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> well. Turn left, fool. <laughs> Listen, friends, if you know well, Mr. T, can you please get him on that? Like, please, that's all I want. From does friends. he speak Chad? Was it the Chad? No, the Chad was great. <laughs> <laughs> so after he tells his brother that they're going to be there tonight, but quite late, we cut to them having pulled over in the rain to yell at one another. The while Chad the kids was great. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, that's our uh, Charlie's Angels episode. Okay. I'm trying to get some listens to your sh- episode there, love. I Quit, lo- quit I- your bitching. <laughs> <laughs> quit your bitching. Oh, back in Scotland, Gavin and his wife work on the seating arrangements for the party. It's a big party. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, like wedding, like way bigger than my wedding was. <laughs> well, I mean, 75 is a big deal, but... Like, and I told Elaine, I was like, when I turn 75, I want a party. And I want the same cake he has. Over 200 guests at this party. When I'm 75, I don't think I'll know 200 people. (laughs) Well, I don't think that Granddad does. Gordy has, or Gavin, has invited a lot of people he just wants to come to his house and, and impress. Including who he's on the phone with, Sir... Crap. I lost my spot. Sir Crap? Sir Donald. <laughs> Sir Crap Bag? <laughs> Sir I think that's how Granddad feels about it. They're making a seating chart, and it's so funny. And they and someone's wife is like, you, you put all three believings at one table. And he's like, should we put them near the buffet or... On she says, should we put them near the buffet or away from it? And he says, I think near the toilet. <laughs> Which is so funny. And actually, 2014, bulimia is still a thing? I mean, I know it's still a thing, but, like, it's not referenced. It's the way it used to be, which yeah. was interesting It seemed to like me. an odd pull to me, yeah. too, but I, it was still made a funny joke. But uh, Gavin's like, I think Doreen would be more comfortable away from the head table. And his wife's like, I think maybe we should let your dad decide that because she's one of his oldest friends, but he just ignores her <laughs> and starts talking to Sir Donald on the phone. So Donald, what's cracking, homie? So he leaves the room and she kills a bug with like a rolled up magazine or something. She kills it a lot. She <laughs> murders a bug. <laughs> she hits that bug like fifty times. Yes, yeah, so I have killed a bug like that before. And, I have too. And all and it really has nothing to do with it's the still bug. It's moving. Nope. <laughs> that, that is a fucking crazy ass way to kill a bug when you are having a nervous when you're so furious you can't even. Yep. I like, just that's the I kind told of Tony. Throw a I totally relate with that. <laughs> and actually, those bugs seem to be wasps. Yeah, they look I like wasps. She which, kills more yeah. than one. Yeah, like why the hell is your house infested with bees? <laughs> <laughs> and her son comes in and sees her serious overkill of this bug. She turns and is like, "Well, he won't be bothering us anymore." <laughs> Definitely not. You killed that. She killed it like it was a gremlin lady. Ooh, she didn't put it in the microwave. She could kill some fucking gremlins, this lady here. The family have stopped at a hotel. Apparently, Jesse got car sick. And uh, the kids, Mickey and Jesse, are discussing how much they love to get sick because they turn into a fountain and arguing over who has gotten sick the most. Who is the number one for producing sick? And at this point, I'm like, I hate these fucking kids. <laughs> and mom asked dad, why are we putting ourselves through this? Why don't we just tell your dad the truth? And he's like, look, he can't have long. I just want him to have a good party. He d- it, this could upset him, but I don't want to upset him. 
Granddad walks in the kitchen and sees the seating arrangements. He moves a couple of people away from the head table. Looks at Sir Donald and is like, oh no. What's it like a jar or something? I, I don't know. Is that like a trash? Like if you're cutting things? I don't know. It's some thing. sort of container with a lid on the uh, part of the counter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to pull everybody away from the main table except himself, but no, that's not what he did. That would have been funny. But not Sir Donald. Mm. No I thought it was funny that he threw away Sir Donald. <laughs> well, Sir Donald's still going to show up. Then where's he going to sit? Somewhere I don't else. care. <laughs> so, Not my problem. Lottie is assured by her dad that no one is going to ask about Daddy having moved away or out of the house. And she's like, well, what else haven't you told me? And he says, nothing. Everything else you know. She gets out her notebook to write that down. And he's like, why are you writing that down? She says, so you can't deny it in the future. <laughs> Lottie feels like it's lying to not be honest with them about what's going on. And... They're like, it's not lying, it's just not telling them. And she's like, what if somebody asked me? And he's like, you're not going to be on a talk show. You're visiting your granddad. Nobody's going to ask you. And uh, granddad and Gavin's son, Kenneth, are, go out to watch the sunset together. And granddad's like, play something on your violin. And he starts a classic. Granddad's like, uh, why don't you play something that you like? Play something that we like. And he's like, Dad said I have to concentrate on my exam pieces. I'm not allowed to play that stuff. So, dismayed, Granddad listens to him play a classic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, his dad's a tool. <laughs> David Tennant's character is the dad of the three kids. His name is Doug. I didn't mention that yet. Doug no. and Abby are mom and dad in my notes. I'll be your Doug. Okay. Doug can't sleep, and he watches mom and the kids all cuddled up sleeping. And uh, I thought it was weird then because we immediately then panned to them in the car, and all of them were asleep. <laughs> he's the one driving. <laughs> oh. I'm like, you're the one that didn't sleep. No, they're all <laughs> they're asleep. They're all asleep, though, because he's also asleep at the wheel, and Jesse's the only one awake, and she's manning the steering wheel. <laughs> And she jerks it too hard, which breaks when she wakes him up. And he's like, "Why didn't you wake me up?" And she's like, "You said it was rude to wake people up. I was she, letting you sleep." She's like, "Didn't you like how I steered?" <laughs> and then the Abby wakes up, and she's like, "What happened?" And, and she's like, "Dad didn't like the way I was steering." And she's like, "Did you fall asleep?" <laughs> and he's like, "Not really. Tell me, yes or no? Did you fall asleep?" <laughs> oh, but. Uh, they have, Mickey wakes up, and he's like, are we in Scotland yet? Yes, they're in the Highlands. They're almost there. They arrive at this giant house and yeah. are greeted by Gavin and his family. Two of the kid, the two younger kids run off to play with puppies that they saw up front, and Lottie runs to greet her uncle and aunt. Granddad, we see, is upstairs, and he is not feeling well. But he'll be down in a minute. <laughs> Gavin's wife gives Mickey a belated birthday present over tea, and they have fun guessing what it is. It's a Viking helmet with horns. He's like, is it a pincushion that pokes you in the butt? <laughs> or like a, you know what I mean, you sit on it, a chair cushion. Mm -hmm. Granddad joins them, hugs all of them, and Lottie gives him a Christmas or a birthday card that she made for him. Mickey goes to the computer with Jesse and tries to pull up a couple videos for Granddad to watch. 
But Gavin's like, um, no, no, you don't touch the stuff in my house. Well, he's like, it's not a regular computer. This is for my automated smart house system. It's an intelligent home. (laughs) I know. It's what John wants. Everything is connected. Like New York telephone. And the kids are like, how intelligent is the house? Like, is it as smart as a squid? Can it draw a leopard? (laughs) I love these kids. And he's like... What? <laughs> He's not explaining it well. And the, the youngest daughter is like, I think maybe we should take you to the headmaster of your place because you're not explaining this well. And he's like, it's an intelligent house. Look, let there be light. And he claps and the claps. lights turn on. It's a clapper. And I'm like, that's a clapper. That's yeah. not an intelligent house. Sure it is. It's, it's <laughs> real basic, but clap on. So what we've learned here is that the house is not smarter than a squid. <laughs> No. Uh, so he gets frustrated and he's like, I'm going to leave for a few minutes, but all the keys are missing. And uh, and they're like, where where could the keys have gone? And Abby's like, I don't know, magpies? Magpies. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> Did you say meat pies? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go with the barber in his life. I was. Uh, <laughs> like, as my mouth was moving, I switched it up. I thought he was going to say these were the worst meat pies in London. (laughs) Granddad takes Lottie to his domain, while Mom and Dad take Jesse outside to figure out where where she hid the keys. And that's a huge-ass house, and Granddad's domain is one fucking room. It's not even like a bedroom and a sitting room. It's one room. His bed is in the room. We see it. I'd be all right with that. When I get old. It's a cool room. When I get old and live it's with my kids. It's very cool. <laughs> I, one room is good for me. Make it a good sized room with a telly. <laughs> Maybe some internet access would be good. And somewhere I could put some pictures. Well, he has a lot of pictures. Yeah. Because you want to look at the pictures every day and talk to them. <laughs> Jesse doesn't want to tell them where the keys are and she's holding her breath. And they're trying to get her to breathe and talk to them. Margaret walks by and was like, oh, she can't harm herself holding her breath. And they're like, actually. Yeah, she blacks out. <laughs> she holds it until she is unconscious. Which That's fine. She'll still be far- can't <laughs> really still harm fine. her. That won't hurt her. She'll fall asleep and her brain will take over. Be like, all right, dumbass. You can't. <laughs> not taking care but of it's us. clearly not here. good. That's some dedic- Like, I don't even think I could hold my breath until I lost consciousness. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would... I, like I don't think I could do it. So that's some serious dedication. A kid, but that she can would do that. still be fine. She's not going to. She hold would her still be fine, but she didn't fall on her head. Yeah, I guess. All right, well, I guess unless she fell off it. Well, but if, well, again, she's, she's also a little kid, so she's only falling from <laughs> yeah. two feet. But so she's by a cliff and does it. It's again. not <laughs> like she's just doing it in a room when she's alone, though. Yeah. She's doing it because she doesn't want to tell them stuff. So yeah. they're right there; they can catch her or hold her. Yeah, that's true. And then they can dig through her pockets when she passes out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would do? Hold her nose. <laughs> Apparently she'll let herself pass out. Oh, so she's not breathing through her nose either. I said let her go. Mm-hmm. Margaret, well, didn't one person say well, she'll become a cliff diver or something? Like pearl that. diver. Pearl diver. Margaret tells Gavin when she goes in the house, and she's like, uh, she'll let herself pass out. That's when he says she could be a pearl diver. And he, she's like, have you noticed anything weird about Doug and Abby? Like they're acting weird, and he ignores her. Because he's distracted by Sir Donald is missing from the seating chart. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Mickey comes in, and there's no more horns on his Viking helmet. <laughs> he's like, what happened to your helmet? I cut the horns off. 
And then he just walks away. <laughs> and he's like, London manners. Dad can't, or Doug can't control them. And as for Abby, well, that's what happens when you marry someone too clever. And Margaret's behind him chopping, and she's like... <laughs> <laughs> she just stops chopping, like, what? <laughs> like, she just called me a dummy. He almost got stabbed in the back right there. <laughs> He's lucky that she took out her frustration on that bug earlier. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> one day she's going to stab him, and it's not going to be one stab. It's going to be 400. <laughs> It'll be a lot like University of Wayne's World, where Garth is playing with the jelly donut. Ring, 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 The granddad shows Lottie some of his photos from when he was younger. Mickey comes down and asks, he's like, hey, do you not have birthdays after 75? Because I heard dad tell mom that uh, this, this is going to be your last one. birthday. Oh, ouch. And granddad's like, why don't you go look after the puppies? Because <laughs> Lottie's like, what? <laughs> they told me you were getting better. And they didn't tell her that she was getting better. They told her that he was good. He was sick, but the, but not dying. But yeah. And uh, he sits her down, and he's like, "You've heard of cancer? I've got cancer." And she says, "But she'll get better." And he's like, "No, they can't make me better. And the treatments are putting a strain on my heart. So this is probably gonna be my last birthday, basically." <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna make it. She pulls out her notebook. And he's like, what are you doing? And he says, a lot of life doesn't look very good written down. And outside, Mom and Dad have gotten something from Jesse. She claims that Cousin Kenneth took the keys and dropped them in a storm drain outside. And Gavin comes by, and he's like, did you lose something? They're like, no. <laughs> it's time for their game of family football. Slash soccer for us in the U.S. And Mom gets another call from Leon. Granddad talks to Lottie about lying. She's like, they lie to me all the time. And he's like, maybe they're just trying to protect you. He's told lots of lies. And she, he's like, sometimes it's, if your intentions are good, it's it's the right thing to do to lie. And she's like, like when you're at somebody's house and you don't like their food. <laughs> yeah. And then he tells her about practical jokes and how sometimes it can be fun to lie. And then... Uh, she looks at some pictures of his and she asks about one where he's very young with an older boy and he won't tell her who the other guy is in the picture. He gives her a chocolate model of the Alps. Toblerone. <laughs> Those are good. I, you know, write that down. Christmas. <laughs> John wants Toblerone. He dark. likes the dark chocolate ones, which are harder to find. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She's not wrong. At the family football game, things get heated. Oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> Gavin and Doug seem to have quite a rivalry. But they're the only ones that actually seem to give a crap about this game. <laughs> and they're trying to get their kids to give a crap about the game, but they just don't. Mickey has his sword and he's pretending to be a berserker. And <laughs> Kenneth is looking at his phone and not paying attention at all. Another reference to Jay and Silent Bob. Jay wears a shirt that says Berserker. Mm -hmm. Did you say making fuck? <laughs> Carly doesn't get that one. Have you seen Clerks? Uh, once. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Can we? Sorry. <laughs> That's a much better movie. I mean, now. Oh. Have you? Gavin gets really mad at Kenneth uh, because he sucks. And he won't go get the ball. And Jesse's going to score. And uh, 
Kenneth just like loses it and tackles Jesse. Kenneth is like <laughs> eighteen. <laughs> Jesse is like four. <laughs> and he just mows her down. But this kind of stops the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it would uh, <laughs> because now you've murdered your cousin. <laughs> But they realize when she falls, the keys fall out of her pocket. Like, like no, and then um, Abby takes the keys and hides them. Like, oh, no one can see my daughter's been stealing the keys. You little shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pick her up and smack her again. <laughs> Put her on a boat. Whoa. Uh, a baby boat. So Abby I'm talks just joking. To it's a toddler, toddler boat. <laughs> toddler boat. Abby talks to Granddad about how he's pissed off about dying. And, uh... He says it's kind of like when Doug was little and he'd tickle him and say more or no, stop, stop, stop or and then more, more, more. It's like, that's kind of how I feel about life. <laughs> and uh, later on, Gavin is interrogated by the children about his job. The kids are like, how rich are you? Because this is a big house. And he's like, oh, I mean, we're comfortable, but this house is owned by my company. So there's a tax wrapper and the kids are like, what do you do? Yeah. And he's like, well, I have interest in a fund. <laughs> are you a banker? He's not. They're, they Daddy don't... says bankers are evil. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand at all. He uses money to make money. That doesn't even make sense. He's a short seller. And they're like, you sell shorts? Do you have friends that sell T-shirts and shoes? And what sort of millionaire are you? And he's like, all right, fine. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of money. I've got gold. I've got property. I've got funds. And then the family assembles to listen to Kenneth play the violin. And it is fucking boring. The kids hate every single second of it. Oh. Mickey says it's killing him. It's actually <laughs> killing him. <laughs> Toward the end, Lottie... Uh, leans to her dad and says they should have told her about granddad dying and maybe if they didn't lie so much they'd still be together and mom wouldn't be on the phone with her solicitor all the time banging on about breaches and leave to remove and dad just keeps clapping because now it's over and he's covering up all her talking with clapping and the best part about this is the lights keep turning on yeah, yeah. he's got the lights on a clapper oh can Wait. you still get those, the clappers that still send? I mm. think you could find one. I'm gonna I'm going on eBay when we get done with this. I'm buying a clapper. <laughs> That's what you're getting for Christmas. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if our bedroom light had one, because sometimes I'm in bed and I'm all warm and I'm like, I don't want to get up and turn the light off. Well let me tell you. You know you could get an Alexa and then you could tell her to turn on and off your lights when you get the smart switches Tony or lights. I don't like it when Alexa's plugged in. We have but, one. <laughs> but let me tell you, a once every two weeks, I'll tell her to turn the light on in, like, the dining room, and she'll turn the bedroom light on when John's sleeping, which is why <laughs> I call her a fucking whore. Yeah. And, um, like, oh, why would you do that? And I clearly said dining room, not bedroom, <laughs> or sometimes I'm trying to turn on the den light because it's four in the morning and I'm trying to get ready for work, and it turns on the bedroom. Den and bedroom don't sound anything alike. And what's she funny is, is last time that it happened, me. I just was like, Alexa, I turn off bedroom light. And she goes, did they turn off the light? No. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> no. <laughs> she doesn't mean to wake me up with light in your face. Well, Alexa hates me. But I we never turn her off. I don't care if she listens to us. Tony because she's a whore. Alexa. Damn. I know the CIA is listening. Oh, they're going to be fucking bored. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. 
We just, Sometimes we just, I plug her in in my office upstairs just for me. But. We just run a lot of drugs and, and <laughs> a lot of human trafficking, so. I just didn't want Alexa knowing about it, but. Just, just us and the podcast people. <laughs> That's There's the only like four. <laughs> so later on, you see Granddad tell, feeling unwell again. Kenneth is shining his shoes and he hears someone crying. He goes upstairs and it's his mom on the bathroom floor. She's like, oh, no, everything's fine. This is just something women do when they get older to let off some steam. And he's like, is this about the incident? She's like, what incident? Mom, it's on YouTube. Like, I know about the incident. Now, see, (laughs) I thought he was talking about one of the kids that videotaped him killing his cousin <laughs> and put it on YouTube. Yeah, this, this and YouTube I was thing like, kind of comes out of nowhere. And I was like, wow, how, which weird. one of them put that shit on YouTube? <laughs> because I thought maybe Mickey had recorded the whole thing. Because, no, he was too busy being a berserker. <laughs> I just, like, I, for some reason, I really thought it was the Tackle Your Cousin incident and not the later incident that we will see. The later incident is amazing. <laughs> The next morning, uh, Doug angrily approaches Abby as she comes out of the room where she's sleeping with the girls. And he's like, leave to remove? I googled that. (laughs) And she's like, I need to pee. And she shuts the bathroom door. He waits a second and then follows her into the bathroom. He texted his solicitor, leave to remove means that you want to move away from London with my children. And she's like, first she stands up and tries to cover up. She's like, oh, fuck it. Just pee. She's like, you're not going to let me pee in peace, so I'm just going to (laughs) pee. And he's like, when did you, when were you going to tell me? After I went pee. (laughs) Also, I don't think so. We decided we weren't going to discuss our personal shit while we're on this family vacation that we don't want people to know about our personal shit on. Pretty much. So this whole weekend is not the time. (laughs) He's like, where are you taking the kids? Where are you taking the kids? And she's like, fine. Newcastle. It's Newcastle. Which I only know that Newcastle is in the north of England because of Pride and Prejudice. That's where they say Wickham and Lydia. <laughs> to get far away from everybody else. And then Mr. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Newcastle? That's like four hours away. And she's like, three hours, 12 minutes on the train. And he's like, how will I see the kids? You'll come to Newcastle. And he's like, so I have to be on the train for seven hours round trip to see yeah. my kids every weekend. <laughs> And he's like, actually, it's the weekend. They're going to do maintenance work. And I'm going to be on bus removal <laughs> services. I'm yeah. going to spend my whole life on fucking buses because I can't get to Newcastle. That's true. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know about you know, over there, but here, that doesn't just happen. You just can't take and move some Yes, but you don't know anything about over there, so it doesn't Not matter. Not even a little bit. No. Like, I know it rains a lot. And their food. <laughs> like, I've been there before, but not enough to get married and divorced. Lottie hears them in the bathroom arguing and runs to write notes in her notebook. Granddad and Mickey are hanging out, and we learn that Granddad had his DNA testing done, and he is 84% Viking. That's a lot. And he has what Mickey thinks is a king's brooch. Also, Mickey cut the horns off his helmet because it was historically inaccurate. And... Uh, Granddad's like, but what if something hits you in the head where the holes are? Because having holes is probably historically yeah, inaccurate, too. too. <laughs> Throw a spear or something. And uh, Mickey says sometimes he prays to Odin, who's his favorite Norse god. And they go into the kitchen. Margaret has prepared a drink and wishes Granddad a happy 75th birthday. They hear yelling, and Mickey says, they're fine. And they don't live in separate houses either. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, the setup for the party begins. Poor Margaret is in charge of way too much. Gavin's like, I'm in charge of the important stuff. And Margaret, you're in charge of fucking everything. (laughs) She's in charge of, like, all the decorations, the photographer, the cake. (laughs) What do you have? Everything. Yeah, cups and ice. And then, like, Kenneth's in charge of parking, I guess, mm-hmm. telling people where to park. And Doug is only in charge of setting up tables. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still like, no, I'm going to the beach with Dad and the kids. I'm not doing that. And Gavin's like, no, you're fucking staying here now and set up the party. And Granddad's like, I don't need anybody at the beach with us today. I can handle the kids. And uh, he, they're like, are you sure? Because your medicines sometimes make you drowsy and he's like no it's cool we're fine so uh, he's like i have my phone we'll be fine and he takes the kids and we see them stopped by doreen when he's driving past her house and she's like you weren't even gonna stop (laughs) and uh she has lots of animals goats pigs and she's got the ostriches and uh granddad tells her she has an escapee and she's like oh that'll be wiggins and she's like, how are you feeling? And he says, it's one of his good days. And she says, you're a crap actor. This is not a good day for you. <laughs> and uh, they go chat with the kids. They look at ostrich age, uh, eggs. And Mickey wants to know if you can push an egg back up into an ostrich. <laughs> she's like, I don't think so. Because you'd have to hold it still. Nobody wants that job. And he's like, I think if you caught it when it was coming out, you could push it back. <laughs> she's like, well, next time one of my ostriches is going to have one, I'll bring you over. Yeah. Well, you can come try. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like... Do you take care of all these animals by yourself? And she says, no, Morag helps me. And he's like, they're like, who's Morag? It's my girlfriend. And uh, they, while they're talking about the ostrich granddad's outside talking to Lottie about her parents. And he's like, I know it's been, it's a rough time at home. I put that together. And she's like, so you know they're getting divorced? You know dad had an affair with a Paralympic athlete with only one foot? And he's like, I don't need to know all this. (laughs) (laughs) I just knew things were tense. (laughs) They go in and they hear Doreen telling them about Morag. And uh, granddad is like, now we have to explain what lesbians are. And she's like, fine, I'll explain it to them. And, and you know what a lesbian is? Someone from Lesbia? She's like, yes, I'm from the magical land of Lesbia. And he's like, now you're just going to confuse them even more. Back at the party setup, Dad talks to Mom about Newcastle. And she's like, look, Newcastle is a thriving, growing city. And it has all these castles. And there's this job opportunity. He's like, is it with the tourism board? Because I don't need to hear all this shit about Newcastle. And he's like, please just don't take my kids away. And, uh, so he says that. I'd be like, bitch, I'm getting a lawyer. You can keep your solicitor. <laughs> I'm getting a lawyer. A he has one. We well, don't know what the laws are. And she might not just be able to take them. But it sounds like maybe she's getting the things she wants because he cheated on her. Which generally, even in our country, works out that way depending on the state you're in. I don't know. Unless you're in a no-fault state. The kids are and granddad drive to the beach. He stops before they drive down to the sand so they can look at how pretty it is. And Mickey's like, can we drive? And he's like, yeah. Mickey, you (laughs) honk the horn. Jesse, yell out the window for people to look out. 
And Lottie, you're in charge of steering. And she's like, I can't steer. I'm not insured. I'm not, I'm only 10. And he's like, you got to um, live more and think less. And I'm going to push the gas and you're in charge. I don't know where we're going. So she steers. She hits a sign, which thrills him. He's been trying to hit that sign for years. Because it says no fishing. <laughs> <laughs> or it says no fires on the beach. Oh, no, that's what it is. No fires on the beach. And then they use it for firewood. They drive down onto the sand singing, um, I guess a folk song that they all know. And when they park, the kids run out, excited to explore the beach. Granddad just stands there for a few minutes, just looking out over his favorite beach. Jesse finds a rock. (laughs) It's a pebble. (laughs) While tossing stones into the water, Mickey asks Granddad about lesbians. He's like, is it nice being a lesbian? I guess it is, because they... I mean, why else would you be one if it's not nice? And he's like, how would I know? <laughs> and, and he's like, how do people know what they are? And he's like, you just figure out what you are, and then the world has to lump it. And then he sends him off for um, more driftwood for a fire. And he's like, go over to the Viking burial ground. That's where I found the brooch. And he's like, oh, there's a Viking burial ground. <laughs> and he runs off. Granddad then looks a little ill. And Lottie is like, are you okay? And he's like, I just have indigestion. And Jessie lost her pebble. She mm. found a pebble. She lost a pebble. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Lottie finds a rock that says, keep off F and G's beach. And she's like, is this official? No, it's not official. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I helped carve that. Well, I was really little when it was carved. And uh, who's F? It's his brother, Fraser, who died in the war with Hitler. And uh, they're like, where is he buried? Nowhere. He's not buried anywhere. And they want to bury Granddad in the sand. He's like, I don't want to be buried. Not even when you die? No, not when I die. I don't want sand up my bone. And he says... This is ours. <laughs> they, uh, they, he's like, I don't want people i don't understand funerals anyway it's just a bunch of people standing around well a minister tells lies about how great you were and then everybody fights over your stuff and what you would have wanted and i don't want people to fight if i got to pick just put me out on a boat and set me on fire <laughs> and elaine's going hell yeah <laughs> i'm saying she figured it out she's like oh so jesse and mickey then want to catch some fish to cook on the fire They're like, the water won't be cold, will it? And he's like, of course not. It's only the North Atlantic. And it's freezing. (laughs) I don't think that water ever gets warm. (laughs) It goes from holy fuck cold to Jesus Christ cold. But it's funny because he plays a prank and Lottie learns about lying and playing, and more about lying and playing pranks and Mm -hmm. having fun. They all scream when they get in the water. Yeah. Cold. Then they they bury Granddad in the sand. With sand of bazaars. Yeah. And Osprey flies overhead, and he says that Osprey has been coming back from Africa for 17 years. And then he lies completely still and scares the kids into thinking that he's dead. Now, Elaine was like, oh, my God, I panicked. (laughs) I panicked. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to die, and they're going to be trapped on the beach. Because even though he took his cell phone, he turned it off and took the battery out because he hates his cell phone. And so they're trapped on the beach. And I'm panicking, but it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I also thought the bird was going to shit on him. <laughs> but it didn't, so I was like, good. It's not Willow. I know. <laughs> I also wondered if the bird was going to poo on him while he's buried in the sand. It's just... Uh, 
Always done in movies. So he sits up and hollers and scares the shit out of them. And they all laugh at the joke except Lottie, who does not think it was funny at all. And Jesse thinks it was funnier than monkeys. <laughs> Later, Lottie talks to him about how she doesn't trust her parents anymore because all they do is lie to her. And it makes her so angry. And he says that he used to be angry with his lot, too. But then he realized that there's no point in being angry at people for being who they are. It's like, so what if your dad is a shambles and your mom is mouthy and your Uncle Gavin is a social climbing tight ass? <laughs> they can't help it. Everyone is ridiculous and we shouldn't judge them or fight because ultimately none of it matters. Jesse finds a hermit crab and calls Lottie over and the kids play on the beach while he watches them for a while. And then he sees his brother. Why is Fraser here? Fraser here? Oh, that's why. <laughs> Mickey asks Grandad if they can cook a crab he has found, but Grandad does not respond. He calls Lottie over. Something isn't right, and they're like, he's just joking again. Stop joking around, Grandad. But he's not breathing, and he doesn't have a pulse, and he has died. And it's so funny because I was so scared he died earlier. <laughs> and I then was not as panicked this time. I was like, oh, he did die. Huh. She was mentally prepared. She was used to it. Yeah, it was so, so he, weird. He died again, huh? Yeah, that happens. Well, Lottie's like, we have to go and get the grown-ups. And um, Mickey's like, but they're just going to fight. They're always fighting. And that's not what Granddad wanted. And she's like, we still have to go get them. And Jesse's like, what if something eats Granddad or <laughs> So they decide that Lottie's going to go back to the house and get the grown-ups. And the other two kids are going to stay and guard Granddad's Which, body. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I know that Lottie is 10 and can't make good decisions. But leaving <laughs> those <laughs> two kids. <laughs> Also, I gotta say, I thought, later they say Mickey is six. I thought he was, like, eight or nine. Like, that his character just seemed like a slightly yeah. older kid to me. And Lottie seemed like maybe she was 11 or something. And, but. Like, six, these, ten. These kids ten, are ten, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're not leaving those But Lottie alone. goes all the way back to the house. She she makes this journey on foot. Yeah, it's I thought maybe surprising. she was gonna try to drive because Granddad yeah. made her drive before. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I was like, well, she can drive, right? But I'm, you know, I don't think no, she, she the ran pedals. back and yeah. she didn't die, which I would. I don't know how far that was, but it looked like yeah. it was pretty far. It might not be that far. <sighs> so, Lottie gets back and her dad is fighting with his brother over the size of the party because he thought it was gonna be a small family gathering and now there's two hundred and some people coming. <laughs> And Gavin's like, look, he's like, Grand or Dad doesn't want this. And he's like, you don't know what Dad wants. He's old and he's sick and we have to make decisions for him. But you wouldn't know about that because you're never here. Mm. And uh, then Abby comes out on the phone with Leon. And he's like, oh, is that my children's new daddy? And he goes attacking and yelling at her too. And apparently Leon is her new boss. And the man she's seeing is Wallace. Because you have a dog named Grummet. Which Elaine really liked. Because I love Wallace and Grummet. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Do you have a Wallace? A Grummet? You better no, not have another dog named Grummet. But I have a DVD of Wallace and Grummet. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> You're looking up like it's, oh, it might actually be up there. <laughs> That's where the, kids, the cartoons are. Oh. So Lottie is, just can't with all this fighting. 
And uh, she sneaks into Granddad's room. From Toy Story and Fantasia. <laughs> gets some of his stuff and runs back to the beach. Is, is the original? Yeah, so she ran all the way back to the house and then she ran all the way back to the beach. How far away is this fucking beach? <laughs> I don't know, but damn. <laughs> so uh, the other two kids are like, where are the grown-ups? And she's like, they're all fighting. Mickey was right. They can't be trusted to do what Granddad wanted, so we're going to do it. And they're going to work together and give him a Viking funeral. And they set out collecting things to make a raft. How long are they on this beach? <laughs> Hours. There's a party happening later this day. They've already hung out with Granddad. He died. Lottie made it all the way to the house and back. And now they build a fucking raft. And, and the little one ate Granddad's Swiss rolls. <laughs> it was an accident. Ugh. The party is set up, and Gavin's or the it's it's about done being set up. They put up a huge tent. There's tables and. But Gavin's running around like a crazy person. Seems like they're almost ready, though. But yeah, you're right. The timeline for this raft building, because it would take me hours. <laughs> I know, and they're little kids. And they found rope and all this yeah. wood. Oh, God. I think there was a That's lot of I, rope in the truck. I hope so, because I was like, is this rope beach or something? Like this, There's just rope all over the damn beach. They, you found two pallets on this beach. <laughs> what was in the back of this truck? So What was he doing with those supplies? Don't, don't ask those questions. They use pallets and driftwood and rope, and they put, like, plastic bottles, I guess, so it will float. Well, the boy's obsessed with tying knots, so he so can he make all So he ties all these, these knots. knots. So they can't move it, though. They're going to have to use the truck. Together, they drive it to the raft, tie the raft to the Not truck. Not to use the truck no. to go home. Grandma, <laughs> Grandpa said the tide home. is coming in, so if we drive to the edge of the water, then the tide will come in and he'll float out to sea. And they leave the truck. <laughs> but it does take all of them to drive the truck. Jesse mm-hmm. has to shout when they get to the water's edge. And Mickey has to push the pedals. They have to figure out what gear to put it in. And Lottie has to steer. I say R for room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, then... They they get the, the truck down to the water, and they're like, should we lock the doors? And she says, yes, we don't want anybody to steal it. <laughs> it's the least of your worries. So Lottie shows them the stuff she brought, because Mickey's like, he has to have his treasure with him for it to be a true Viking funeral. And she's like, uh, I brought this. She brought his shirt from when he was a professional footballer, and she brought his king's brooch. But they hear a fart. And they rush over. Maybe Granddad is alive after all. He's faking he it. He farted. <laughs> He's been faking it for a long time. <laughs> Granddad, nope. They try to wake him. They try to wake him. It doesn't work. He's cold. <laughs> and Mickey's like, I saw something on TV once about how after someone dies, their body's full of gas, so dead people fart. What are they letting this kid watch on TV? <laughs> this Questions. is another thing that made me think he's older than six. <laughs> Well, you know, because you know. kids pick up weird shit, though. Yeah, they oh, do. There's they're... so many kids I've talked to well, dad, randomly. Well, Dad like, lives in another place, and yeah. Mom's busy with Wallace. <laughs> bringing that up. And... <laughs> what is your obsession with Wallace? I like the name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned him like 18 times. You could have a fun drinking game out of this episode <laughs> if you drink every time somebody says... Wallace. Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Where you, yeah, where are your fucking <laughs> Crocodile Dundee facts this time? I used them all up. Crocodile Dundee 2, oh, motherfucker. Let's right, go. Right. There's not that many croc facts. Oh, that was so, so frustrating. It's like, dude, I just want to get through this. You're like, Crocodile Dundee has 16 crocodiles in it. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> Do you know the knife weighs seventeen pounds? Yeah, I need to. It was. It was oh. awesome. So it's funny when Tony heckles somebody. Granddad is cold, and he's definitely dead. And uh, so, do you know Top Gun Two's coming out? Mickey <laughs> thinks it's scared. Mickey's scared, and she's like, "I know, we're all a little scared, but he died battling cancer, so he's gonna get his warrior's farewell." They decorate the raft and they roll his body on driftwood logs. <laughs> like the Egyptians, wow. or no? How they built Stonehenge. I know he was sickly, but he probably was still at least 170 pounds. Yes, but if you they could roll him, that would work. I know, but how would they even know how to do that? He he watched on the BBC. I mean, he watches a lot of weird shit. We already covered that. And Mickey can't wait to go back to school and tell them what he did on his half term because oh, this yeah. is going to be an awesome story. Although Shona probably did something even cooler because she always does cool stuff. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't so, think Shona. I'm oh, sorry. But I'm not Shona. Yeah, it's mine. I'm, I'm like tall, stretched down under the table because I'm having trouble sitting still because my sorry. legs are really sore from work today. So when they're all done, they say their goodbyes to Granddad. Mickey puts his toy sword in Granddad's hand. Jesse gives him the pebble. And pour gas all over the raft, light a match, and watch it float away. <laughs> they walk back to the house together where their mom is like, where have you guys been? You need to get in the house, take a shower. You're all mucky. Clean up. The party is starting soon. And they, she ushers them into the house and Lonnie's like, granddad died. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like they're trying to tell her and she's talking over them and then they finally get her to hear that granddad died. And their dad and Gavin both come in, and she's like, oh, hold on, guys. They're saying that Granddad died on the beach today. And Gavin's like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> My thing with this, the only, one of the things that really bothers me in this movie is nobody cares. <laughs> like, Granddad dies. Everyone learns about it. Nobody cares. The kids don't cry at all. They tell the brothers they don't. I mean, everybody, they cry at the funeral or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like nobody reacts to it at all in this movie. And I thought that was I think really they're in a weird. state of shock. I guess. Yeah. And I think at first none of them. The think kids it's are just true. kind of like curious. They're like, "Oh, Granddad's dead. That's weird." Really? <laughs> You're not old enough to be sad. I guess we also really don't know. know how super close they were with. Them. I don't think they Lottie. Know. You would think Lottie at least would burst into tears, even if Mickey and Jesse aren't the kind of kids that would. Yeah. But Lottie, Lottie seems so enough. invested and so yeah. emotional. And she yeah. spent a lot of time with him just in this Yeah, just in this trip. visit. <laughs> but, hmm. So, uh, they don't, they think it's a joke. He put them up to this, didn't they? Where is he? And they're like, no, it's real. He died on the beach. So Gavin calls 999, which for us is 911, for an ambulance. And he's like, where on the beach is he? He's out at sea. And Mickey says, end on fire. And they just, they're like, uh, what? <laughs> Which really is the only acceptable response. <laughs> yeah. I 
hope my grandkids are this good. <laughs> They're like, stop I, being silly. At, at this point, Elaine figured out how she's going to have her Viking funeral. Yeah. She's going to die on the beach with her grandkids. <laughs> she'll be like, okay, everybody have some apple pie. And then leave, she's like, all right, kids, look. This is what, she's this gonna, is what I happens. made a raft. She's yeah. hiding over there. She's going to keep watching, having the, her grandkids watch this movie. Like, Why do you keep having your grandkids watch this weird movie from fucking 100 years ago? Why and she's like, oh, I just love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> grandma goes. to the beach all the time. <laughs> All the time. Every time I, I see you hated the beach. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna come home with the grandkids <laughs> looking mad. Like, what happened? Nothing happened, and that's the problem. <laughs> Still alive. <laughs> oh man! So they're like, "Stop being silly." He. This is a joke. This has to be a joke. And the operator is like, "I. You know, it's illegal to prank call the nine one one place." And uh, he's like, "We just don't know what sort of emergency we have yet." And then eventually he's like, I guess we need an ambulance, the police, and maybe the Coast Guard? And she hangs up on him. <laughs> and then he's shocked. <laughs> the hell up on him. <laughs> so Gavin's like, we're going to the beach. Where the hell are my car keys? Because <laughs> his keys just keep disappearing. <laughs> and Doug's like, we'll take my car. And he takes Gavin to the beach. They find the truck half submerged in water and locked. And Gavin does care. He kind of loses it. He loses it. He's trying to open the truck and he can't get in the truck and he's having like a nervous break. He's going to like break the window. Granddad is clearly not in the truck. Like he rips the uh, antenna off. It's like he's going to pick the lock on it. (laughs) (laughs) But now I think it hits him. Like this clearly isn't a joke. Granddad would not have put his car in the ocean for a joke. Yeah. We don't see any sign of him, and his truck is in the water. Which, I kind of think, I think it would be slightly more horrific and funny if it was just, like, on fire, still, like, bobbing next to the truck. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of what I expected, because they never find, they don't find the body. Yeah. But I kind of still expected it to be hooked to the, like, bobbing and on fire (laughs) next to the truck. So back at the house, guests are just steadily arriving. And uh, Kenneth is supposed to be on parking duty, but he gets distracted by the band because there's a violinist and she's playing the kind of music he likes to play. And she's pretty. And she's pretty. I actually wrote that. (laughs) The family is in the kitchen and quietly, angrily discussing the nightmare that is the situation. (laughs) And uh, Margaret's like, somebody has to say something to the guests that have arrived. And Mickey looks out the window and sees an old man with an eye patch and a walking stick arriving. Odin. Odin has come to the party. <laughs> so Abby and Margaret go to make an announcement. Um, Gordon, Gordy would have been happy to see all of you today, but sadly he can't because he passed away, we think, <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> and the guests are like, what? What? <laughs> You think? <laughs> That's an odd way to phrase that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you not know if your father died? <sighs> so, many of the guests start to leave, and they tell people they're arriving that it seems maybe that he died. <laughs> so, I guess the party is canceled. Um, the guest that Mickey, Mickey thinks is Odin hasn't heard any of it because his earring aid is, I don't know, acting up. And... Uh, so Abby tries to explain it to him and he's like, well, can I see the body? Because I came all the way from New Zealand. Yeah, this and... is like his oldest friend. <laughs> and can I just want to see him one last time. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
So she, instead of going to a different room, because I guess that wouldn't have been as funny for the story, she just, like, tells him in his ear. But then she's like, but you can't tell anybody. But he doesn't hear that. And Ah. he's like, so the kids set him on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And pushed him out to sea. And everybody hears that. And they all just stop. (laughs) Uh, So then we cut. Kenneth is playing violin with the band and loving it. And there's nobody in the tent. But the but the band plays on. They are a fucking jamming. <laughs> oh. So the police arrive with someone from the child welfare unit to do some interviews. Because yeah. there's a procedure for this kind of incident. Like, there is? <laughs> Am I, I'm like, how often what? does this happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the old grandkids ah. burn, on, burn up grandpa when he passed away <laughs> on the beach. It's a Wednesday. That same old story. I guess I gotta figure out if kids murdered grandpa. (laughs) That's probably what the problem... Like, they're not sure if he was really dead before the kids murdered him. Before they set him ablaze. (laughs) Because there is no body. Nope. No body, baby. Nobody knows (laughs) if grandpa was dead (laughs) before they lit him on fire. The old, old folk tunes. Yeah. <laughs> gets you. Oh my god. There's a whole lot of them. There's those old folk tunes. Yeah. Oh. So the youngest daughter, Jessie, is interviewed first. She draws what happened on the beach, but includes a unicorn because she got bored. But there was no unicorn. <laughs> she makes it clear it's fallen. There was no unicorn. <laughs> I only drew that because I got bored. Drawing the picture of my burning grandpa to grandpa. <laughs> What's that kid's name again? Jesse. Jesse, yes. Jesse is just get, gives zero fucks. Like Jesse. She's done this before. Yeah. This is the one they probably think may have murdered yeah. grandpa. She's like, yeah, this is my grandfather burning up, but I drew a unicorn. I'd like, oh, all right, yeah, sure. So we also see that she's brought one of her big stones <laughs> to the interview, I guess, so she'll feel more comfortable. And when she leaves, the interviewer lady's like, so she holds her breath often. (laughs) And Abby's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Picking up all the wrong things. (sighs) So the tide has gone back out, and we see the police arrive at Granddad's truck. They don't move it, though, because when we pan back to it later... Well, it's locked with no keys. It's still there. I thought they would tow it out. (laughs) They may, eventually, but... But it's in the water. What are you going to do, bring a tow truck in the water? Well, when we pan back here, it's, it's only, like... In three inches of water, because the tide yeah. went back again. Three inches is still more inches than they want to have to deal with. <laughs> like, well, it's already ruined. We'll just wait. <laughs> Mickey's interviewed next. He says the idea for the special funeral was Odin's. He travels the world with an eye patch, a big hat, and an eight-legged horse to see if people are nice to him. And he's here. And she's like, Odin and his eight-legged horse are here now? <laughs> Which... She acts like he's fucking Looney Tunes. He's also six. Yeah. <laughs> so the Spider-Man fact that he believes in Odin and that maybe he's here, the kid just could have an imaginary friend. Yeah. You don't know, lady. That's not weird. This is someone from child welfare, whatever they call, yeah. call it. Yeah, she'd be a lot more um, understanding. And yeah. Yeah. I talk like, to little kids, they say shit like that all the time. The kid that holds their breath until they actually pass out is a lot weirder than the kid yeah. that believes in Odin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<sighs> Especially since Odin, you know, that's a religion. That yeah. could be their religion. Yeah. And all he is, and he says, I bitch. saw him. <laughs> he was here. But Abby talked to the dude. All she has to do is say, oh, one of this one guy of the guests. looks, he thinks he's Odin because he matches the description he has in his head. But he's really just, you know, Dougal or whoever. Dougal, yeah. good name. At some point, though, when Dougal Mickey goes down into the dining room and sees him, he leans forward and there's a picture with a raven on the wall. And yeah. it looks like the raven's on From his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool. You know what this movie really makes you want to watch? Thor Ragnarok. You goddamn oh, right. Oh, goodness. <laughs> So the band decide to call it a night. Could also have gone Highlander. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. They are I, McLeods. I took a leap. <laughs> they are. Gavin McLeod is a character in this movie. Oh, the clan McLeod. Um, so the band's calling it a night. No one is staying at this party. Kenneth and the violinist are making out outside the tent. Yeah, they are. Grandpa would be Kevin proud. moves fast. Gavin is wandering around the and house. I said, if my hollering. father died, they burned it, and the, some kids burned him up, and... You know, one of his grandkids is making out with a new violinist. He'd be proud. He'd I want, don't. That's think what he want to happen. Kenneth doesn't know. Kenneth that doesn't know. Kenneth doesn't know at this point. <laughs> sure. Would you think he noticed that nobody was in the fucking party tent no. before he started his little makeout sesh? He's he's too he's distracted. He's focused. Okay, you know what? He's uh, <laughs> wrapped. It's wrapped up in something. Gavin's wandering around the house, wondering where the hell is Kenneth. The parking situation has been a mess. And uh, he walks into the kitchen and sees the policeman just watching TV. Drinking some tea. And he's like, is this a good use of the resources here? And and shouldn't you be out looking for evidence of my father? They're like, we don't have a submarine. That's <laughs> <laughs> just such a great good. line. They're like, fuck you, dude. And he kind of rants about how, oh, they got jokes now, and perhaps he should make an official complaint. And with, the, with your boss, his who's boss, this who's here, by the a, way. As one of my guests. And I love how the two officers are like, yeah, zero fucks given. <laughs> Tell them I said what's up. <laughs> Mickey and Jesse are trying to watch a video on the laptop, and they end up switching it to something Kenneth has been watching and broadcasting it to all the TVs in the house. Because he has a smart house. Intelligent house. Intelligent. incident from YouTube where Margaret lost her mind in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, she fucking did. <laughs> She Shit. threw a pumpkin at somebody. <laughs> like she's, and then at one point she's swinging a very long fish. <laughs> like she's attacking this woman. Or, and you see her leave screen. It comes back with a giant pumpkin. And like yeah. there's a clerk standing between her and the person she's attacking. He's like, hey, calm down. And she throws it. He gets out of the way and it hits the other person in the face. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, man. So, uh... No one at the party seems to have known about this. <laughs> Which I find amazing. Especially Gavin. Well, most of them are older people. They're probably not watching YouTube videos. <laughs> that people don't share with them for some reason. And not the kind of people that grocery clerks gossip with. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know them. You don't know their life. They all watch. We can hear them snickering and giggling in the background. And Gavin sees... Uh, he turns around and he's watching the video now and he's like what the hell is this and the police are like also I guess you haven't seen this they're like don't don't worry we didn't press charges on account of the medication and he's like say what now you know for the depression I'm sorry what (laughs) she was adversely affected by her antidepressants and they're like this just isn't your night he's having a bad day 
Lottie's being interviewed, and she pulls out her notebook where she's written down some details about because, the day. Because they ask about, she asks, you know, tell me about when Grandpa died, and she's like, it was 3.04 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Which, now we have a closer look at this timeline. She said it was like 3-something. She said it was 4.10, I think. Yeah, like oh, that's, like, that's... What? They made that raft quickly. What? <laughs> These kids move. They must have had all that stuff She right got there. back to the was, house, I went back to the beach and made a raft, got him out to sea on it fire, was, and we're back at the house around 7 o'clock. I mean, it's still, it yeah. seems to be summer, and so it's lighter later, but that party had to have started no later than like 8. Yep, and they did a great job. Good job, kids. You know what? And they say that your generation are uh, lazy. I say you're not. <laughs> The interviewer seems to like the development of this notebook. And she's like, can I have a look at your notebook? Yikes. I'm like, I think I'm going to hold on to this. And Lottie's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, lady, it's private. And when the lady goes to leave, she's like, don't go anywhere until you hear from me. Their dad has gotten the laptop from the kids just as they're about to watch the video a second time. And Kenneth comes in having had no idea what's been happening today whatsoever. And he's like... Did something happen? <laughs> yes, yes it did. The next morning, the police have a boat on the scene, and tensions are high in the house as everyone eats breakfast silently. <laughs> Their mom is very concerned, and she's like, Abby's talking to Doug, and she's like, have you read Lottie's notebook? And he's like, no, have you? And she's like, not much, but she writes fucking everything down. <laughs> and now that woman has it. <laughs> the intervention woman and uh, she's like i think maybe we need to get a lawyer and he's like i think maybe we just don't antagonize the intervention lady and uh kenneth comes in he's having a he seems like this is the best day ever he <laughs> is chipper and happy which again he just found out his grandfather died while he was making out with some chick he <laughs> it wouldn't take the shine off new girlfriend no no it wouldn't it wouldn't he opens the blinds like, I need some sun shining on me today. No, no, don't do that. Too late. Uh, the place is swarming with reporters who immediately start to take pictures when the blinds go Which up. is, and Gavin is trying to bring the, get the blinds back down, but the window is too tall. And he can't reach it. This shit is funny. <laughs> and Margaret's like, oh, just leave it. What does it matter? No one gets to keep any secrets anymore anyways. And uh, the doorbell rings. It's the intervention lady. And Abby's like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I have, I came to get more information. And she's like, you're not coming in the house unless you can assure me you're not going to try to take my kids away from me. And she's like, well, there are so, a number of outcomes. And she's like, I'm going to take that as a no. And she shuts the door. <laughs> and, and Doug's like, Abby, we have to. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. like, nope. <laughs> Um, they have, they realize they've made the front page of many newspapers. One headline says, feral children sacrifice <laughs> grandfather. Feral children <laughs> sacrifice grandfather. That was hilarious. <laughs> Gavin is like, I don't need to read, I don't need you to read every headline, Kenneth. He's pissed. He starts yelling. And then Margaret takes like a textbook and kills a bug with it on the table very loudly. <laughs> And that everybody gets quiet. And she's like, so, Gavin, about the supermarket incident. And he's like, nothing helpful can be said about that. And uh, Lottie opens the door for where the intervention lady is and asks for her notebook back. And the lady's like, I can't talk to you outside of an interview setting. 
But my phone isn't working out here, so can I use? Can I come in and use the phone? And Lottie, like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's read. <laughs> Guess the language, right? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like her a Lottie. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we changed to a Lily. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we see that there are reporters from all over the world outside. They came from fucking Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and the Japan, US? really? <laughs> Slow news day. <laughs> I mean, it'd be kind of a fun story, but I don't, I don't think you'd send a reporter. I'm yeah. pretty sure we'd hear about that. It would be on Facebook news we about heard. three kids that lit we their would, grandfather on fire we in Scotland. We would most deaf hear about feral children that sacrificed their <laughs> grandfather. But I don't know about Japan. But oh, Japan might care about feral children. You don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, Mickey is like, don't worry, Dad. Odin's here. He's going to sort everything out. And... Doug is like, look, this is the real world. There is no Odin. You didn't see Odin. And uh, Mickey gets real sad. Yeah. And Jesse realizes that they're on TV, so they all gather in the next room so they can watch. The children are not named for legal reasons, but they can confirm that the body of a man in his mid-70s was destroyed and floated out to sea. <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> the kids are disappointed because they don't get mentioned by name. <laughs> And Gavin turns the volume down. Jess realizes that, that she forgot to put the brooch in her drawing because they sent Grandad off with his treasures. So the brooch was on the boat. And Gavin's like, you stupid, moronic children. That was a family heirloom. And Doug's like, he found it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was worth 15,000 pounds. And Doug's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, I had it valued. He's like, when were you going to tell everyone about yeah. that? After we divvied up all the stuff. <laughs> Surprise for dad. I was going to tell him at the party. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Oh. So then they all start fighting. I didn't believe that for a second. I'm like, no. you cheap bastard. And Abby's like, it's not the kid's fault. It's Doug's fault. Why is it Doug's fault? Because Lottie tried to come back and tell us, but you were so busy yelling at everybody that she wouldn't tell us. And then they all start fighting again. And Lottie is like, um, she's like, look, stop. This is what we were trying to prevent. Granddad didn't want you guys to fight over him. And he, she tells them the whole, it doesn't matter how ridiculous we all are. Dad's a shambles. Gavin's a social climbing tight ass. It doesn't matter. We're, we need to put all this aside and uh, he didn't want you guys to fight. And then they apologize to each other and realize that Mickey is missing. And Jesse's like, he's right there. He's on TV. He has gone outside <laughs> to explain because this is the real world. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his dad runs out. And Mickey's like, look, I just wanted to tell them the truth and set the record straight because it's all our fault. And he thought maybe the shouting would stop if he told the reporters the truth. And Doug's like, it's not your fault. He sends him back into the house. And then he tells the reporters that they have no comment to make at this time. But then he turns back around and yells at them. Well, he does say the kids' names because the one little girl goes, yes. Well, that's after. Oh, is that after? Okay. He's like, don't you guys have guidelines? My son is six years old. And you all just pounced on him when he came outside. 
And then they start to interrogate him about his poor parenting. Yeah, like, why is your six-year-old wandering outside? (laughs) Setting his grandfather on fire. Why are they acting out because of your affair, your divorce? Have you failed as a parent? And he's just kind of, like, stuttering, like... Well, that caught him off guard. (laughs) Because they know all about... (laughs) And, um... Then Abby comes out, holds his hand, and defends him. She's like, yes, we're a dysfunctional family, but we're really just average people who have made mistakes and are trying the best to nurture and protect our fantastic children. And she says their names. And this thrills the kids, because now, name check. (laughs) (laughs) They, They come back in the house, and the children run and hug them. And John's like, ooh, maybe they will get back together. Because the whole time he was kind of rooting for marriage. I'm I like, yeah, they're going to get back together. That was wrong. The intervention lady sees this, puts Lottie's notebook on the table, and leaves. I guess she has decided they're going to yeah, be Yeah, she, like, right. catches Lottie's eye and she's putting the book down and sneaks out. Later on, the family holds an informal funeral party on the beach. And Jess explains to Doreen that she's learned her lesson. The next time someone dies on the beach with her, she'll get a grown-up. She won't set them on fire. <laughs> Good lesson. Yeah. yeah. That works. <laughs> um, so Mom and Dad decide that they're going to get rid of the lawyers and do the divorce humanely. And Good for them. Also, she has turned down the Newcastle job. For and now. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers say a few words about how really this is exactly what he would have wanted. To die on his favorite beach watching his grandchildren play. And then he would have laughed to no end about being the only one that didn't show up to his party. And about how they all ran around like crazy people. And the cops didn't know what form to fill out. And all this banana stuff. He would have loved it. And uh, then Kenneth is going to play something. And he goes to play a classic. And his dad's like, no, play something granddad would have liked. And the band joins him, and everyone dances. Yeah, because the band is there. <laughs> they had to sneak out and hide from reporters, but the band is there. <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, it is. After they dance for a while, Doug and Abby apologize to the kids for their behavior lately and tell them that while they're still going to be living separately, they're going to be nicer and things are going to be better. And the movie was the, ends with them playing together, splashing in the freezing water. That's it. That's all, folks. What did you think, John? Oh, I get to go I first. always go with you first because you never like my movies. <laughs> uh, um, my favorite character is Mickey because he was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised at that. <laughs> Why? Because you kept complaining about how much you hated these kids. <laughs> You grew on me. Um, my least favorite character is the um, child protective lady. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because she was annoying and had no purpose. And then, oh, they tried to redeem her at the end. Like, no, fuck her. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite the, the scene is the one with the, the wife at the supermarket beating the woman with a fish <laughs> and a pumpkin. <laughs> Otherwise known as the YouTube video. My favorite line is, what's a lesbian? It's someone from Lesbia. Mm-hmm. Like that one literally made me LOL. 
my favorite tertiary object is Odin. Because <laughs> that guy looks just like Odin. And or the Gordon's fisherman. <laughs> no, he didn't have an eye patch. And I'm going to give this a soft yay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is shocked. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> because I did not like this movie at all during the whole time I watched it. I'm like, this movie is shit. And then the end comes, I'm like, I did not enjoy watching this movie. But I'll say, there's people that will like this kind of movie. <laughs> so if you're into this kind of movie, watch it. But for the most part, you're not going to like it. It sounds more like a maybe. But yeah, a yay, but he had already I'll said it. it. I, them. I said it's a soft yay because there were points in the movie that made me actually laugh. There was the lesbian thing. And uh, I took the horns off because they're accurate. <laughs> Are the holes accurate? <laughs> Things like that. Um, the soccer game made me laugh. There was there was funny moments in the movie that make it a soft yay. All right. And Carly's like, oh, you always name I my know. movies. I I'm just, I'm shocked. Boom. Have <laughs> <a yay. laughs> All right, Tony, what do you think? Um, let me see. I know what you did last summer. My favorite character... It was Jennifer jokes. Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's the wrong one. My favorite character was Gordy, the grandpa. My least favorite character was Gavin, the brother. He was a prick. My favorite scene is uh, when the grandfather, grandfather's on the beach with all the kids. I thought that was really cool. And dies? Well, <laughs> it's really cool when he died. <laughs> it's cool before that. Then after it, it's cool. My favorite line is, I used to tickle him, and he'd go, no, no, no. Then... When I was finished, he'd go, more, 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 which sums up exactly how I feel about living. I thought that was a good line. Mm -hmm. And my favorite tertiary object is Jesse's pet brick. <laughs> Eric? Or Norman. Or Norman. The, the brick one. Which one was the brick? The breeze block? Yeah. yeah. That was Norman. Norman. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, maybe this movie. It was it was okay. You know, it, it, I, it felt like it needed something else to it, like it was missing a conflict or something. But a lot of British stuff is like that to me. But I liked it. It was enough. It was okay. All right. How about you, Elaine? All right. <laughs> well, I'll say that I think it falls in that category of movies. It's not, I guess it's a drama, but there's movies that are just about, like, little snippets of people's lives. Yeah. So there's not really a conflict. It's just a snippet of a life, and I feel like that's what this is. And sometimes they can be really good, and sometimes they can be really, really bad. My favorite is Mickey. I love that fucking kid. He's great. <laughs> My least favorite is Lottie. She was really <laughs> annoying. But I will say all of the child actors in this were great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is there's nobody that was like a terrible actor. I just did not enjoy that character of Lottie. No Shane no Shane and in this bit. No. <laughs> My favorite scene is the Viking funeral. <laughs> and we're all shocked. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, I know you're all That's super we, shocked. We picked it. <laughs> My favorite line, I've kind of gone back and forth because I really like the one about um, Wallace's dog being named Gromit. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I have to go with Jesse saying, if we leave him, he might be eaten by badgers, puffins, or seals. <laughs> Which is just the weirdest collection of animals. <laughs> so fucking funny. I... And my favorite tertiary object, I'm going to go with the keys. 
<laughs> because after when he's top when he um tackles her and they pick her up at the soccer game and there's just a eight nothing keys, but keys. Eight oh, it's, sets it's of so keys. I laughed so hard when I was watching this movie. I got like, mad, like hit her again. Like, <laughs> but throughout the whole movie, the kids made me laugh so hard and just their inane questions and they're like but why? But why? And so, and they just knew weird things. And like when they're asking Gavin about being a banker, oh, I was like in tears. I was laughing so hard at certain points of this movie. This is a good, great movie, and everyone should watch it. Like, it's a great big yay. And I'm going to watch it again because I was laughing so hard. I feel like I missed. So much funny stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I'm working tomorrow. That'd be a good time for you to do it. Like, I'm definitely going to be watching this again. Well, good. See, Elaine's having a bad time at work, so now we've cheered her up with this yes. movie. <laughs> it's a good one. And I picked it just for you because I, I love Viking funerals. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I, the whole time I was like, they're not really going to light him on fire. Oh my god, they built a boat! <laughs> And it and it was like attached to the truck still by the rope when they when they show it on fire and I was like oh my god is that truck gonna explode? <laughs> That's not what happened. I, I know. Oh man. All right, my favorite character also Mickey. I thought he god, was so hilarious. Good. He reminded me so much of my nephew, who by the way right now is obsessed with the Titanic and give you a lot of weird details about the Titanic that I never would have known. Um, <laughs> Kids are like little information sponges. <laughs> My least favorite character was also Gavin, although I liked him more at the end after, you know, they all stopped fighting. And he let his son play what he wanted to play. Um, my favorite line was when they're in the kitchen talking about the nightmare situation and, uh, Gavin keeps saying bloody this and bloody that. And Margaret says, Gavin, please watch your language, the children. And he says, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't hear the word bloody, but they can set fire to my father. (laughs) That is a good line. My favorite scene is when they're trying to figure out what happened and he's on the phone with the... Um, 911 um. operator <laughs> and uh, they all are horrified he's, he's out to sea and he's on fire <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object was the party they didn't get to really have because that looked like a cool party like the she tables has a theoretical were <laughs> theoretical favorite object beautiful theoretical like the setup the tent was nice the tables were beautiful there was uh, like a million bottles of champagne <laughs> I mean you're 75 that's yeah. It, it looked like Pretty a hell of a party. That too. cake that was his he, he name? Did John did yeah. love the cake. I, I said when I'm 75, I want that cake. You better give me that fucking cake. It was a different... It was Pop, Each Pop letter of cake. his name was a cake. And when he turns 75 and a cake that says Gordy McLeod comes out. <laughs> and he's like, why the fuck? Don't you remember all those years ago? <laughs> you said you wanted that I'm cake. A, remember podcasts? Oh my God. <laughs> Before we were all downloaded into computers. <laughs> oh, and if it said Gordy McLeod, I would think it's hilarious. <laughs> Tony, you'll be there. Well, I hope so. <laughs> well, you'll be immortal. Because I'll be 85 by then. We'll invite Vampire Tony. Just calm your yaks, wig. It's going to have to be at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is the party right. so late? Tony's coming. Yeah. And I'll also get it. I don't know if you yeah, wrote we that figured. down already. <laughs> it was a fun movie. I watched it three times in the last week. <laughs> wow. I don't like it that much. Once to see if I was going to pick it. Because I like to say, 
Is it is it worth picking or not? And then See, I don't do that. Wants to do Mommy. my notes and <laughs> once with Tony when he watched it. See, Carly didn't always do that because remember the what dreams make come fiasco. She's like, oh, I was suggesting, so I think we'll pick it. Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, just, I remember liking it twenty years ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right, Carly. So please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us some reviews. And we love to hear from you. Yeah. And tune in next week. On the podcast. Elaine's pick. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's wow. choosing sleep. Well, We're gonna take a week off. <laughs> First of my so hmm. I thought to my, that's a Halloween movie. You know, I can't wait for two to come out. It's gonna be phenomenal. But three, yeah, Revenge really of the Sleep. It's a real sleeper hit. Yeah, that was really just good timing. So, technically, my next you take pick your time will be coming out. Actually, it comes out the last oh week my God. of November, but it will be the only pick I get for Christmas. So I'm giving myself a Christmas gift. And we're gonna do 2009 Star Trek. Why? Because I want to. <laughs> Under Dracula rules. I'm going Dracula rules. Thanks, Tony. Now I gotta watch yourself a Christmas gift. Now I gotta watch this fucking movie again. <laughs> oh, you like this I movie. like these. I like the new. St- I like. Hey, spoilers! Spoilers! Maybe movies. they hate them. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> but welcome back to the podcast, Chris Pine. Oh man, yeah, I don't really. My like thoughts Star going Trek. in are gonna be. I'm not a Trekkie. I can give a shit. <laughs> I don't like Star the first time I Trek, saw Star movie. Wars, Star mm. Fighters. St- I knew you were going to pick this song, by the way. Well, I mean... The only song in the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be one of the times when the band's playing, unless it's the folk song they sing as they drive onto the beach about keep your bum under the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just good advice right there. <laughs>